Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, mm-hmm. gorgeous, very, very hardworking Disney resort loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Well, I'm definitely, of all those things, a Disney resort loving person. You are all those things and so <laughs> Very much more. Yeah, well, you're so sweet to think <laughs> that. But thank you, and hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Saturday, August 26th, 2023, and this episode is dropping on Sunday, August 27th, 2023. Now, I know I said a few weeks ago that once I start my new position, we'll be recording and releasing our episodes on the same day. And yes, that's going to be true most of the time. However, something interesting is happening this week that is making us record a day earlier. Michelle, what is that? Well, we are actually going on a trip, a vacation, finally, that you get to enjoy that we haven't had in a long time. We're going on a cruise. Yes, and we are leaving on the 27th as this episode is dropping. So we are recording this a day early, but you know, we wanted to be sure and get you an episode this week. So Hopefully you'll enjoy it. It's always up in the air. But Hopefully it's better than a best of. Uh, yeah, we'll exactly. See. We'll see. Exactly. Although our best of is pretty good because they're some of our best shows. So, yeah. But uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the new content. Not that even our best of, we usually put some new content out there for you. Yeah. But yeah, we wanted something fresh and new for you. And we had the time to record it. So that is what we're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter. I'm still going to call it that. I don't <laughs> X, care. I X, don't care. <laughs> at Hyperion Podcast. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good podcasts. Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventurers Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And like we say all the time, let us know. Well, first of all, we love just hearing from you. Say hi for within any of those realms of communicating with us. But also if there's something in particular you'd like us to address or talk about on an episode, or if you have any questions, just let us know. Yeah, we love hearing from you for any of those reasons, but especially we want to know what kind of show you enjoy even if it's not ours, <laughs> what kind of joy you want us to put out there for you? Because we want to touch on topics that you will enjoy on a weekly basis. Right. For sure. So now before we get into this week's show, you know, we always take to take a step back and look back at the week that was because this is the Disney podcast of positivity. And we like to focus on those positive moments that have happened to all of us during the week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle. She is great at this kind of thing. (laughs) She's great at all kinds of things. Mm. You know, she does the best research. That's for sure. Mm. She has the best list 100% of the time. (laughs) She also almost always has the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Um, Well, you know, it was a a nice week. It was a great week. Um, Not a, a ton of big highlights of things that happened this week that I can think of but maybe it's just my memory. Um, but I would just say I really enjoyed being able to watch the Ahsoka 
series opening that came out, and that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That is definitely one of my favorite things from this week as well. I loved the first two episodes mm-hmm. of Ahsoka. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it carried on uh, a lot of what we saw in Star Wars Rebels, a lot of what we talked about last week with Pat and Charles right? on the Conversations podcast. Hopefully you heard that show because uh, that was a lot of fun to do that with them. They right. are such oh, yeah. fun guys and uh, we really enjoyed spending some time with them. So uh, hopefully you got to listen to that. But yeah, um, I loved it. I, I can't wait to see where we go next with this show. I, mean, we're gonna, I guess we're going to have to wait a couple of weeks because we're going to be on vacation next week. We may not have access to it. Well, but at least we'll get to watch two in a row again. Yeah. That will be wonderful. That will yeah. be wonderful. Yeah, like I'm going to hold off until the, the next one from the next week open, uh, <laughs> drops. When well, we get back I, from our true. trip, we'll probably yeah. be watching it that day. That's true. Yeah. But at least it'll only be a few days till the next one. Right. Then. So, but I'm uh, very right. excited to see where this series takes us. Um, I There are a lot of things I loved about that mm-hmm. show. Uh, for sure. Also, my favorite thing this week, again, is another thing we already mentioned as well. It's that finally have a vacation <laughs> in a lengthy vacation. We've had some shorter things, right. but a lengthy week plus vacation yes. for the first time in quite a long time. And it's really, really good to have that yeah. on the docket and, right. a, and a cruise involved in it. So that's yeah. nice. Yeah. So it'll, it'll, this is a, uh, a, a final review, finally getting to do a pre-pandemic booked cruise. <laughs> yes. I'm that. sure we'll discuss it a lot more next week because we're going to talk about that cruise once we get right, back. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's not a Disney cruise, but no, that's but all right. I that's think okay. Was... Sometimes it's good to compare and contrast. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, also, we did get a favorite thing from this week from one of our listeners. This came from Scott in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He hit us up on the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. And he said, my favorite thing from this week Taking second in my division at the club championship, my first time placing in the money. I think he's talking about golf. He's yes. an avid golfer. Yep. Uh, I assume that's what he's talking about. So congratulations, Scott. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting and very excited for you. And yeah, I know he was posting the results on Facebook. So that was very cool. Very cool. Very cool indeed. That's awesome. If you ever want to hit us up with your favorite thing from this week, um, any of those avenues we talked about earlier, any of our social medias, the Facebook group, uh, our Gmail account, send them to us. We'll be happy to share them because we want to celebrate yeah. you know, what was good in your week right. uh, on every single episode. So please let us know. Yeah. Let all our Hyperion adventurers celebrate with you. It's, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. It's all Thinking good of stuff. Positivity is always, always wonderful. Man. We want to celebrate positivity on this podcast for sure. Oh, yeah. On to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including we learn the names and interesting details of some of the brand new attractions coming to Tokyo Disney. We'll tell you about that. And we now know what kinds of delicious dishes Tiana will be serving up soon at the happiest place on earth. So yeah. we'll get ready to get hungry later. Because <laughs> know, right? Let me tell you, it looks good. It we'll does. be telling you all about it. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. So for this week's main topic, you know, it's always out there and especially more recent times, the weighing of when you plan a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney vacation in general, what should you do? Where should you stay? Should you stay on property or should you go off property? Well, 
we wanted to break it down a little bit more for you so you can have an idea because some things have changed over the last, oh, I'd say six months to a year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with what's going on with Disney properties. And we wanted to talk about some of the perks so you can have an accurate measurement of it when you decide where do I want to go? Where do I and my family want to stay for our next Disney vacation? And Michelle did some great research on this. And you know, she always has the best <laughs> research. So Michelle, why don't you share with our listeners some of the perks of staying at a Disney resort. All right. Well, and I want to lead off to kind of continuing with what you're saying. It's not always an easy decision. It's not. And, you know, and there are some matters that to take into consideration that staying off property can have its advantages, especially what I would kind of say personally from my experience is if it's a shorter stay in your adults and with annual passes, those kind of things where the benefits of staying on property are already diminished because it's some of those things are already available to you, then maybe in staying off property is going to be beneficial because you could save some money in that mm-hmm. regards. But there are, are a lot of great new benefits that kind of make it a little bit more attracting. Again, it may never come to the le- cost level lower than staying on prop- staying off property. But, you know, there's other things that your experiences and how how much you can experience or conveniences can play into it to make your vacation better. For sure. It's all about what's important to you and figuring that out. And that was, I'm actually going to give you a preview of my tip for the day. It's going to be, look, do the pros and cons, figure out what's important and rate on what you want to do based on that. But I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Okay. So uh, I have several things here. One of the first things I'd like to bring out is that when you have a reservation on property, those benefits start that day, like even before you get into your room. Those benefits are available to you right from the start, and they go all the way until midnight of your departure day. So say, for example, you want to do the early access to the parks, you can do that in the first morning that you arrive, you don't have to wait till you've checked in or got gotten your room. That benefit is already started. You're already on the clock to have that benefit from day one. And like I said, up until midnight of the your departure date, those benefits stay in place. So, and that includes things like the conveniences of charging on your, if you have a, um, a magic band or magic band plus that you can, you know, have those charging a- access that way. Um, that that's already ready for you. So you don't have to wait till you get into the room. Yes. But speaking of that early park entry, that is a real convenience. It's for just 30 minutes. Yes. But you have a lot of access to attractions before anybody else is entering into the park. You know, even if people are going for rope drop, you're, you're ahead of them. You're ahead of the game. And I have to say, you kind of feel like a VIP when you get to go up there and they're like, okay, here's Pass the, rope drop. Pa- right. That, everybody else is waiting for rope drop. Right. You're and in there. A you're able early. to go. And t- it just, there's something special about feeling like, ta-da, I got something and, above what most people are. And that extends. So it's a half an hour early before park opening on uh, at the parks. Right. And that extends to every single Disney right. resort. doesn't matter if you're staying at a value resort 
or if you're staying in the grandest suite at the Grand Floridian, right. you get that half an hour early bonus getting into the parks. And that is, if you can get your family up and get going in the morning, that can be a huge value to you to get to some of these attractions that have extended wait times, or you may have to purchase either Genie Plus or an individual lightning lane right. to get in there. You can jump on that ahead of it, get some of, knock a few of these big time right. attractions out early and then you can you're you're free to roam and do some more things and kind of play it by ear right. because you've knocked out the biggies already exactly and the thing is that's great too that when they reinstituted the early park entry it's at every park mm-hmm. so you know previously it used to just be one park would be early access and it would rotate among the parks and some of the experiences that we noticed is that that would be the park then everybody would go to that was staying on property. So then you kind of like, is it really a benefit? Because everybody's going to, you know, Animal Kingdom for the early entry. But now since all the parks every day have early entry for people who are staying at the Disney properties, then you get that extra perk. Yeah. It's, it's, let me, let me tell you, especially if you can, again, it's never easy to get the family on vacation up and moving that early in the morning. I get it. It's not for everybody. Some people don't even want to bother with it. They want to sleep in. That's fine. Totally get that. But if you can, it's worth its weight in gold. If you like some of these premier attractions that always regularly have at least 90 minute wait times, if not more, you can get in there and get on them and get them done early in the day. It is so beneficial. Exactly. Now, the other thing that you have as a benefit for staying on property is free parking. So, and again, as I mentioned, that starts from the, your arrival date till your, till midnight of your departure date. So if you're, if you're driving in and you're going to one of the parks, you can right away get free entry to that park. You could also go to the resort that you're going to be staying at and take their transportation to the park. That's available to you too. Or a combination of both. Or a combination of both. But that, that at least you have, and you have free parking at the resort. And I know that wasn't, you know, for a while that wasn't the case, but free parking at the resorts has been reestablished. And that is a huge money saver. And even off property, something you would have to check into because some off property do charge for parking, especially if you're talking about the California uh, parks as right. well. Yeah. If you're staying for seven days, $25 a day, I believe is what it was. You mm-hmm. know, that's a, that's $175 off your right. bill. Right. Uh, that, you know, if you're staying off property again, you may be saving money staying off property. Maybe your resort doesn't charge for parking. Some do, right. some don't off property, but again, it's going to add up if you're taking your car and visiting the resort every day to start, right. you know, start adding up on exactly. you as well. So you, again, it's the things you have to figure out. Right, right. So uh, one other benefit that's, it isn't with every Disney property resort that's available, it's for the deluxe and the villas, is the extended hours. Uh, typically they're extended at Magic Kingdom and Epcot, sometimes Hollywood Studios, uh, one day a week. And um, so that's something that, again, is a perk that can Mm -hmm. be really nice. And so that's, that's extended hours after the park closes to the general public, then if you are staying at a deluxe or a villa, 
then you can have access to the parks on those days, the designated days. So basically the deluxes are the, the big name resorts, mm-hmm. the ones, you know, they, we're talking about the Wilderness Lodge, the Grand Floridian, right. the Contemporary, uh, the Polynesian, uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Right. Those, are the, those are the deluxes. And then the Grand Villas are basically the DVC yes, resorts. Right. That, that, now you don't need to be necessarily staying there on DVC points. Right. You can be staying there on, on cash as well. Uh, but uh, that extra hour especially for parks like Magic Kingdom. Um, we've done it. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, you you will get on some, it's, it's really low crowds. You can walk around, get great pictures, but mostly you can get on some of those attractions, again, that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. that are really tough to get on. You can get on very, very easily. Oh, sure, yes. And uh, if, you know, if you're looking for an attraction like, say, Tron, or if it's at Epcot at uh, Cosmic Rewind, right. um, they open up an extra window to get that virtual right. queue for it if you have the ability to do that extended hours. Right, right. So, yes, you're paying a premium for those resorts. Right. There's no question about it. We're not talking the value resorts. You're paying even more to stay on those. But that, the, that extra hour at that park... Yes. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah. And sometimes it's more than an hour. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. So the next thing I really wanted to get into was a category of transportation to the parks from your resort. Now I know even if you're staying at a Disney uh, resort, you might not feel like the transportation is always ideal. It may not feel like, Oh, this is super special, but let me tell you compared to most offsite resorts, it is a super convenient Uh, way to get to the parks. Now, let me kind of tell you why, because in my research, I was blown away by some of the things that I saw at other offsite resorts in in terms of getting transportation to Walt Disney World. Now, let's first start with if you're staying at a Disney resort, and you are going to be taking a bus, even before you leave your room, you can see using the app, when the bus is estimated to arrive to your resort to take you to that park. So that's a real convenient. We've used that Mm -hmm. as a benefit so many times. We're like, oh, okay, well, the buses are coming for a half an hour. We can stay in our room and relax for 15 more minutes or whatever before we even need to head to the bus stop. Exactly, exactly. Or you also know it's like, hey, we need to get everybody going because it's going to be here in about 10 minutes. <laughs> um, so that's a real plus. And, then and those, those times are an estimate, just so you know that. Sure. It's still better to head there a little bit earlier rather than right. a little bit later, just in case um, they may show up a little early. But it's still good to have a ballpark figure. Yeah, yeah. And so that's super convenient. And then, of course, once you get to the, the bus stop, then you'll see posted the times as well there. And, th- and that continually gets up updated, upgraded or updated. Yeah, updated as the buses are getting closer or whatever. If they're having a challenge, then you'll see it maybe extend the the amount of time till it comes. But that's super convenient to, like I said, before you even leave your room, you kind of have an idea of when you're going to be able to get that onto that transportation. And that's even what I mean, that's with the buses, which are probably the least convenient right. of all the Disney transportation, yeah. uh, but still really, really nice. Exactly. Now that obviously is not available to you when you are staying off property, but there are some other issues related to the frequency that Disney provides it res- 
to its resort guests in terms of getting the buses or the transportation to and from the parks. And as you know, it's frequent. It, it happens now. Is it every 10 minutes? No, but it's frequent. And when you talk about buses from, from resorts that are not on Disney property, then you're talking a big, big difference. Now, first of all, some of them will say free transportation is provided from their offsite, from the, I'm talking offsite resorts to Walt Disney World. Uh, but you got to check buyer beware because sometimes it's free if you buy their hotel resort package that, you know, they tie in Wi-Fi with that as well. Now, again, some of them offer free without any strings, but just something to research Pay if attention. you're looking at an offsite mm -hmm. property. Now, the other thing about the offsite properties is that they may only offer transportation a few times a day from the resort to Walt Disney World. Some are only two or three times a day. So staying on property at Disney World, you know you're going to be getting that transportation very frequently throughout the day. Right. I mean, because if you only have so many windows to, to catch that free transportation, free or you know, maybe sort of free transportation, I mean, it really limits your day and what you can do. Whereas, you know, in Disney, if you're staying on a Disney property, you're like, oh, OK, well, we're not going to catch that bus. We'll catch the next one. It's fine. I can stay and have that Sunday right. that I wanted to have. Yeah. You know, and I don't need to rush off at this time or else we're going to have to do a ride share and we're going to end up having to pay for our transportation. Or right. And now we are in the generation of ride shares, which is nice and convenient mm -hmm. and everything. But again, it's all things that add up to your bill. Right. Exactly. So these are some of the things that I found researching in off-site properties, and I and I looked at more the major chains, not some individual. Some some places are timeshares, but what I'm really going to focus on are the the big chains. And so one of them I'll talk about. It, it rhymes with Schmoliday Inn. <laughs> and first of all, they have a vast difference in their transportation offerings throughout Orlando, the Orlando area. So you really have to research that. Some are free. Now, one I saw, it had a charge per person. If you wanted to make that reservation in advance, you could on the day of try to see if there's any available seats, but you're not guaranteed it unless you pay for it in advance. A lot of other ones ask for advance reservations. I saw some that would say, okay, up to 48 hours uh, you needed to make your reservation. If you needed wheelchair reservation, several of them said you had to, to make that reservation 24 to 48 hours in advance. You never get that issue at Disney World. No. It's whatever transportation pulls up, you can get on it. It doesn't matter wheelchair or not. Um, then some of the other things I found were and I'm going to quote one from one of their websites. And again, it was from that same chain. It says, our Disney shuttles drop off and pick up from Magic Kingdom or Epcot. You can park hop using Disney transportation, bus, monorail, ferry, etc. at no cost. Now, initially when I saw that, I thought, well, I guess. But then I realized before park hopping hours take place, that transportation may be multiple levels. 
you may first have to go from, for example, Epcot or Ticket and Transportation to another resort and then to a park. So I, for example, I, I did look at, like, let's say somebody wanted to go to Animal Kingdom Park that, that morning. Then they would have to get on a bus that would take them first to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And then from Animal Kingdom Lodge, they could take another bus to Animal Kingdom. They don't have the buses running from the park to park anymore? Not until park hopper hours. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought they always ran all day. That's fascinating. I So I I was concerned if things so had that's changed something I didn't about know. That. Again, I, every time Michelle does research, <laughs> I learn something new. No you idea. know, I thought I had read somewhere about that, that they weren't doing park to park until it gets close to park hopping hours. I, I don't know what time that is. I don't know if it's like one or one thirty or something like that. So when I did my research the other day, this was around 1130 in the morning. I went on the app and I said, I want to go from, and I did both Magic Kingdom and, or I should say ticket transportation and Epcot to Animal Kingdom Lodge. I mean to Animal Kingdom Park. And that's where it said you have to take a bus to now, if I parked at Ticket Transportation, it said you could take the monorail to a resort and then take a resort bus to Animal Kingdom Park. But either way, you have to do two steps. Right. So thinking about like parents who have multiple kids and strollers and things like that to think, okay, first I'm getting on the bus from my hotel, then I'm getting dropped off, and then I got to take another bus to go to another hotel, and then I got to get on another bus to get to the park. That could take easily an additional hour from once you get dropped off at Walt Disney World. That's a lot of steps. Um, More steps than I want to (laughs) make. I know, right? That's for sure. (laughs) And that's why I said, started off here saying, you know, at first, sometimes we feel like the transportation at Disney World is like, oh, really? I'm waiting 20 minutes for a bus? But let me tell you, that's nothing compared to... I'm going to wait for two or three of them for 20 minutes. Right, right. So, uh, and I also found from some other chains that some only dropped off at one place, maybe like either ticket and transportation or only at another park and and that varied. So again, if you are staying on, uh, staying off property, that's something you might want to really take a look at. Do your homework, for sure. Unless you have a car and then you can drive. And, And again, if you have an annual pass, fine, then you're not paying for parking, but if that's something additional cost that you would have to factor into your vacation if you were going to be even driving. So, and again, this issue of reservations. So Disney World, anybody, you're there, you get on the transportation and you go to, to the park. Whereas here, there were, I found most of them did have a reservation requirement that you could try to see about. Some said you could try to see about walk-ups, but they didn't guarantee it. Um, one of them I saw had that you have to uh, require up to one hour before, but the desk that was open to take to give you the ticket to get on the bus was only open from 8 a.m. till 4 p.m. So if you got in the evening before and you wanted to try to get your your reservation for the next morning for eight o'clock or their earliest bus, you couldn't. So you'd have to take the next bus Mm. available. So, you know, and again, when some of these are only offering them a few times in in the day, like in, and only really in the morning, that's, 
may not be really convenient. Mm -hmm. The other thing, and this one I saw with a lot of them, is they limit the party size to 10 people. So if you if you're a family and you're let's say multiple families, you you either have to all make your own reservations. You can't just say, okay, let's have one point person make reservations. And I saw one of them, and again, it was a big chain, said nine and less. Hmm. So um, their cutoff hmm. was below 10. But most of them say they will not take parties larger than 10 people. Yeah. I mean, that won't be a, an issue for most people, most families of, you know, four or five, you know, they're going. Right. But... It is something, like you said, if, to think about if you're having a big family reunion or whatever out there in the Orlando area and, and have a group of like three or four families coming mm -hmm. together for something. Right. Um, definitely want to take that into account for sure. Now, on the flip side, there's also a limited amount of return times available. So what I was kind of gathering, and I, I, I can't speak from experience, but what I was gathering from these buses that were dropping people off in the morning wasn't also picking up and bringing them back. It wasn't like a round trip. It was a one way. So you'd go from your offsite resort to Walt Disney World. And then later in the day, you could get a bus. But most of those were much later in the afternoon, which I'll talk about afterwards. But one of them, for example, is, and this was a resort that we've gone to multiple times and we love, I won't say the name of it, but we love it. We've stayed there multiple times. But if you wanted to stay to watch the evening display at Epcot, now I know right now it's Epcot forever, but you know, whatever been, nighttime spectacular right, is happening, that the only bus that you could take to get back to your resort was at 1130 PM. So it's like you got to hang out for a couple hours at Epcot closed before you could even get back to your resort. And that's, again, you know, if you're thinking, well, the next day you want to get up early and try to do a, you know, early park entry, th that's going to be really difficult. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the other thing about the, the return times is most of them didn't start a return to the hotels until 5 p.m. or later. So if you have, if you're going with little ones, and we're not little ones, but we love a lot of times to just go back to the resort, chill out, maybe go to the pool for a little bit and then go back to the park at Especially night. Especially when it's hot like it is right now. Yeah. Then you would not have that available to you. You know, you'd have to wait till evening and then you're on your own to get back because mm -hmm. they don't have late night, usually late night transportations back to the, to the theme park. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that they don't have is if there's an, a special evening event. So if you're paying for, you know, like right now, the uh, not so scary, or if you're doing in the, the holiday times very with merry. the very merry, very merry, or the, uh, what do they call the extended hours that's, that's a pay? Uh, the, um, it's the after. After hours. And yeah. I know they have like after, you know, hours, what H2O glow and things like that. But anyways, even just going to the parks, so these, these after hour events, if you're staying off site, you're on your own for that. So, I mean, you could take ride share or whatever, but that is something that you would, again, factor in in terms of that availability whereas if you're staying at a disney property they do keep the transportation mm -hmm. to the parks that have these events going to take you to all the 
back to all the resorts on site. So as you can see, the Disney transportation is really convenient Mm -hmm. when you're talking about all of these other issues related to. Now, again, as I prefaced at the beginning, if you're there for like a weekend or just one or two evenings and you have an annual pass or you, you, you're just going for a short time and you're okay with paying the $25 and you drive in close enough to drive to the parks. Right. Then yeah, that, that might, that's not going to be your issue. This is more, if you're looking at a family vacation for a little longer time, especially if you have kids and you know, other issues that you might want to consider for convenience, then transportation is a big issue Mm -hmm. there. So, and again, if you have an annual pass and you aren't paying for parking, that again, that that's not a factor issue. But when we didn't have an annual pass, that was just something that we would always have to factor into our length of stay Mm -hmm. at the resort and how many days we're going to go into the parks is what are we going to have to pay for parking? Exactly. Now, there are other few benefits in addition to transportation of staying on a Disney property. And again, a lot of times these are more beneficial for the longer duration your vacation is. And one of those is the refillable drink mugs. <laughs> and um, that you can get those even without the Disney dining, because in fact, you can get those right now and Disney dining packages don't start till 2024. And so you may not be somebody who drinks a lot of sodas, but perhaps you like coffee or coffee in the morning or whatever. Um, those refillable mugs, especially for a longer stay, really can come into play to be beneficial. If nothing else, certainly convenient. And if you are planning trips for 2024 and you're getting the dining package, either dining package includes those with the cost of it. So it's already factored in there. So that's a nice little benefit that you can have by staying on property as well. And one other little thing, and we've talked about it a few times now recently, is how Disney now is having characters show up in the lobbies of their Disney resorts that you can just walk through and suddenly see it. Now, I'm not saying they're there all the time, but we've noticed some more during the peak times where you'd expect people to be in the lobby. So like during uh, breakfast time or checking in time, things like that. And it's it's just a little benefit. But again, it it's that feel that, yes, you're there at Disney, you're in the bubble, and it's all coming to you. And, and it's just such a really sweet little surprise that you can experience. And right now, and it's time limited, I don't know how long they're planning to to keep this up. But for example, at the Disney's all-star movies and all-star sports resorts, they have a unique photo op that's there. And you have to be at that resort. You don't have to be staying at the resort, but you do have to be at the resort to access this photo op benefit on your My Disney Experience app. Um, The technical name they call it is Disney Character Clicks Powered by AT&T 5G. But what it is, is you actually get to take like a selfie with Disney characters there in the in with you. But it's it's not like the ones that you get in the park where it's just a little little character that might flutter in like Tinkerbell or whatever. Uh, it, it's usually Mickey and Minnie and they're wearing their 100 
year anniversary outfits standing there with you. And it's just, again, another little added perk. I don't know if they're going to keep it for much longer. I don't know if they're going to add it to other parks, but this one was even at their, their value resort. So just some, again, nice little things to help you feel that special experience of going to a Disney resort or, or having a Disney vacation. It's really one of those things that's kind of immeasurable in as far as, you know, if you're doing a pros and cons list or whatever of what right. is the Disney magic and what you benefits you get from that Disney magic from staying on property, staying on their resorts. Right. And, and it's an intangible, but it is definitely something that if you were a fan of that and you have young ones or whatever, it is something that you should probably put into the equation and, you know, you can figure out whatever monetary value you want right. for it, but it is something that's special that you're not going to get right. on the off, uh, off property resorts. That's for sure. And there's nothing wrong with them. They're great resorts off property. Wonderful, mm-hmm. really nice days yes. with, um, you know, technically similar amenities to what you would get right. at a Disney resort. But that magic factor is something that is 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 fantastic and amazing. And right. it really is something again, that especially if you're planning a Disney vacation that you may not do again for five years or whatever the time amount right. it might be. It, it is something that you should factor into the equation, I think. Exactly. Uh, one thing I want to say about those little um, special temporary uh, Disney photo ops is uh, the, the downloads are free on those, by the way. Mm. But the other thing, you know, like what you're you're just saying there with factoring those things in is one of the other things we've talked about personally in the past is even at a Disney value resort, you know, when you get there, it's going to be clean and you're going to feel good about it. And looking at some chains, like I said, there's been resorts that we love and from one date to another date, your experience may be very different in terms of what you find in the room, whether it, it's the, the quality of the carpeting or the, does, does the bathroom have mold signs? Or, and it can differ from location to location. Yeah. Same chain, right. whatever it might be. Right. Because you know? these are all usually franchises and things like that. At least you know when you're going to stay at a Disney resort, it is going to be clean. It's and if there's any issues that Disney will take care of it right. as quickly as possible. Exactly. Yeah, they're very, very good at addressing situations. Right. And I'm not going to say that every room is perfect. Every room is set up exactly right. That there aren't things missing right. in rooms occasionally at Disney. Everything, you know, they're, they're human too. They, they do make mistakes. Right. But they are really good at fixing those mistakes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, you know, one, I'm a germaphobe, but also the issue with bugs and that's one thing I feel like when I go into a Disney resort, I am not going to have that fear. So, and I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It definitely could, but it is Florida. Right. But I'm just talking in terms of trends and stuff like that, that again, when you're looking at something, for example, if you're looking at even three stars or four stars, other offsite resorts, your experience may feel more like a two star. Yeah. Four stars are fairly reliable. Even the four stars are not always, but fairly. Three stars, 
is across the board different. Right, yeah. You don't know for yeah, sure if it's more closer to wonderful a, or it could be a closer to a four star or it could be closer to a two, maybe even a one, one and a half yeah, star. You yeah. just do not know for sure. Right, right. So anyways, and I, you know, I know this is sounding like a sales pitch for staying on property for Disney. I, I'm not trying to sound that. I, I, we obviously we've stayed off site a lot of times. We probably would stay off-site maybe more if we didn't have Vacation Club. But mm-hmm. th- again, that's why Vacation Club worked for us is because we do like to stay there. But there really are some wonderful, maybe intangibles, experiences that you can get that, yes, can you put a dollar figure on, like Tom was saying, factoring it in? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe in terms of deciding if it's right for you. And again... I can't emphasize enough. It's what is the your visit purpose and how long and who's who is involved in that vacation could play a big part in it. We've had wonderful Disney vacations where we did stay off site. So not trying to make it sound like it's never a good reason to stay off site. There yep. are some beneficial times. Yes, for sure. And I'll talk a little bit more about this when we get to my tip a little bit later on okay. the show. But um, it's it's very important uh, to think about, especially like I said earlier, if you're only are going, you know, we are lucky we can go regularly. We mm-hmm. live now in the state. We right. can go all the time. Even before that, we went fairly regularly to Walt Disney World, even though we lived across the country. So we were able to take advantage of that. Now, if this is a huge thing for you where you're, you're, you only go once every few years or maybe you might never actually get the chance to go again. Um, it's all things that you need to put into the equation for sure and decide what's right for you. Yeah. I mean, before I did my, my research here, I would never have thought much about the transportation probably because going to the parks for us has been either where we've, come across country and had rented a car or we were in the state for long enough time that we rented a car. But the other thing is that we've stayed on property where we've rented a car to get to property, turned it in, and then just got another rental car at the end of our trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they have the the, the rental property there are right some agencies there. right there in the car care right. center and they'll they'll you know they can come pick you up and bring you there yeah which is actually extremely convenient yes yeah um that they'll just come right to your resort and right pick you up right and, and, and the prices were definitely comparable to getting a uh airport mm-hmm. uh, i've actually found better car. sometimes there mm-hmm. not always i'm not going to say like you're definitely going to find right. better prices there and it's been a crazy time for rental cars over the last few years since right, the pandemic yeah. So there's no guarantees that they'll even have any availability, but I have found mm-hmm. good prices at that spot. Right. That's, you know, worth not necessarily having to take a trip to the airport to tack onto that just to pick up a rental car. Right. Exactly. So, but yeah, with the transportation, I had never taken into consideration what transportation, if you're relying on the resort, what that would entail and, and the conveniences you give up with staying offsite. Very good. Yeah, for sure. And basically, you know, think about it, plot it out. Mm-hmm. I'll talk more about it here in a little bit, but it's, it's really important to figure out what's right for you. And and there was a time where the resorts at Disney did not have a lot of the perks mm-hmm. and they still don't have as many as they used to have. I will admit that. I, w- I wish they still would get a few more perks right. back because I think that 
the price you're paying for them would warrant those things. Right. But there still are some amazing things and benefits for staying on a Disney resort property that you need to factor into your equation for right. sure. And certainly time of year when you're going can play a big factor into it. Um, if you're going during a very busy time, then staying off-site and paying for transportation, whether you do ride share or do rent a car that you might not have otherwise thought about, then maybe the cost is still much better but just things to factor in. Right. Including time. Mm-hmm. What's what's the monetary value of how much more time it takes you to get right. from any one place to another sure. within the Disney resort property. Or again, and there's also this the equation, look, we're not going to say that Disney is the only place you might visit if you're going right. on an Orlando trip. Yes. How much time are you spending at other parks and, and, and That's so forth absolutely as well, true. whether you're going to Universal, whether you're going to SeaWorld, whatever it might be. Exactly. Um, you, you, that also comes into the equation for sure. So very good. Michelle's research, always the best research. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was going to learn something new, but obviously <laughs> I did. I should have known better. Always great. So thanks, Michelle, for breaking that down for everybody. Oh, well, Hopefully thank you. you learned something. And if you ever have any questions about any of this stuff, of course, we have our great friend, Nate, the, the certified Disney vacation planner who you can talk to with as well. But we are happy to answer, answer simple questions that we know. And if, right. if we don't know, we will reach out to him as well. Exactly. Thanks, Michelle. Great job. Oh, thank you. Breaking down the value of staying in a Disney resort. So many great reasons to stay on Disney property. We love them all, but you have to do the figuring for yourself to know what's right for you. Speaking of Disney figuring and figuring out what's right for you, before we get to our Disney stories of the week, we have to talk about our great friend Nate with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan, customize a a trip that is going to be the best for you, answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything. High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. I mean, there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, 
Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead now and get to our Disney stories of the week. It wasn't a busy week, but there I do have a couple of things for you that I think will be of interest to you. I'm going to start with we learned the names and interesting details of some of the brand new attractions coming to Tokyo Disney. Mm-hmm. This from the Disney Parks blog. I think we need to plan a trip to Tokyo Disney. I know. We had some family members go there not very long ago. They just had some great things to say. They may be coming on our show in a few months here to talk about it, but uh, especially with some of the new stuff coming, even more reason why yeah. we need to figure out a way to get there. But again, this from the Disney Parks blog. They said, we are excited to share the names of the all new Tangled Frozen and Peter Pan (laughs) attractions, restaurants, lobby lounge and gift shop coming to Fantasy Springs at Tokyo Disney Resort in the spring of 2024. Themed to magical springs leading to the world of Disney fantasy, the eighth themed part of Tokyo Disney Sea will feature three incredible areas. Rapunzel's Forest. I like that. Mm -hmm. Peter Pan's Neverland. I love that. Mm And as we all know, <laughs> hashtag real men love Frozen, Frozen Kingdom, inspired by the beloved Walt Disney Animation Studios films. So here are some of the details about these new lands. In Rapunzel's forest, a tower stands where the long-haired princess Rapunzel has lived since she was a child. Here you can experience Rapunzel's, quote, best day ever, unquote, <laughs> on Rapunzel's Lantern Festival attraction, where Rapunzel falls in love with Flynn Rider. It's Eugene. Yes, he's Flynn. It's Eugene Fitzherbert. Thank you. (laughs) On a romantic boat ride to the annual Lantern Festival, when a hungry stomach... By the way, I love that. That sounds fantastic. Yes, I know. I'm all about the Lantern Festival, and um, that sounds like a cool, dark ride. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, one of those things that'll be memorable, like give you chills or mm-hmm. whatever yeah, yeah. Um, that's a, that's exciting because we love I always say hashtag real men love frozen but I also hashtag real men love tangled as yes. well uh, when a hungry stomach comes calling after this love filled adventure enjoy a meal at the snuggly duckling restaurant <laughs> yes reminiscent of the establishment by the same name of the film and a variety of atmospheric dining areas that sounds fun I'd always like to visit I mean I love it on the Disney ship when they you know for tangled night right when they change the pub into the snuggly yes. duckling, but uh, an actual restaurant that's fully built out for it um, would be cool thematically. Oh, for sure. The, I mean, the Imagineers really go into so much great detail in, in having Easter eggs at these uh, restaurants and things now that it's just really fun to be in them. Yeah, and just, just take them all in. I'm sure you that some of these destinations you can go into numerous times and find something right. new virtually every time you go there. And if let's say if they have different dining areas, I'm sure that in the different areas that, you know, that they right. pick out some different things depending on where you're having your wonderful meal at the Snuggly exactly. Duckling. That's so cool. Meanwhile, adventure awaits throughout Peter Pan's Neverland where guests can explore a pirate ship, dine in a secret hideaway or encounter pirates. <laughs> Experience Peter Pan's Neverland adventure. Join the lost kids as they explore Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, as well as help rescue John from Captain Hook. 
Elsewhere, guests can help Tinkerbell deliver parcels and packages to their four seasonal areas of Pixie Hollow. Now, Pixie Hollow is something I know we have it at Disneyland. I don't mm-hmm. think they actually have it at the Walt Disney World yeah. Resort. Um, but it's kind of a, just a small little area. It's cute yeah. and adorable and everything. But this sounds like an expanded, right. excellent version of that with four seasonal areas. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, on the fairy tale, uh, excuse me, on the fairy Tinkerbell's busy buggies attraction. So this is an attraction that's going through Pixie Hollow. How nice. much fun is that? Yeah. Also, you can dine like a, the Lost Kids at Lookout Cookout, which is also their hideout made from found objects and shipwreck parts. Not only can you enjoy your delicious food, but also beautiful views of Neverland. That wow. sounds wonderful. Nice. Love the immersive experiences you can get with eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's get on to it now. <laughs> Hashtag real men love Frozen. Let's get to the real land we want to visit here. Set after the events of Frozen, Frozen Kingdom is a place of happiness where Queen Elsa has embraced her ice magic. During Anna and Elsa's Frozen journey, relive the tale of two sisters and how they discovered that true love can thaw a frozen heart alongside fan favorite songs from the film. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. At Royal Banquet of Arendelle Restaurant, you will find both an indoor and outdoor covered dining area with beautiful views of fjord cliffs and mountains in the distance. In need of a snack, Oaken, the (laughs) owner of the cabin and sauna featured in the film, has you covered with Oaken's okay foods as well. (laughs) Gotta get some food from Oaken for sure. Yeah. If you're looking for a place to stay to experience all this magic, then to- uh, the Tokyo Disney Sea Fantasy Springs Hotel is right next door with two dining options and a lobby lounge await. Fantasy Springs Restaurant is perfect for those who crave a wide variety of options with buffet-style dining. Here you'll even find paintings inspired by the Disney animation film Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Tangled, and Sleeping Beauty. And not only does, oh boy, this is a French name that I will not be able to pronounce. Let's go to the French expert here and oh, see if no, she can do the it. the pressure. Okay, I'm going to give it a try, but we may have to get a fact check from our good friend Charles. La libellule. Libellule. Good enough for me. It's better than I would have done with it. Anyway, <laughs> it offers special French cuisine. You will find views of the scenery in Fantasy Springs from the dining hall, too. And for more laid-back atmosphere, head over to the Grand Paradis Lounge for a uh, it's a lobby lounge with large and open windows to kind of overlook that area. So all sounds great. Sounds yeah, like a great cool. resort. And heard wonderful things about uh, Tokyo Disney Sea from our yeah. family. That yeah. uh, um, I'm very excited to uh, share with to discuss with them. Hopefully on an upcoming episode of the show, but also experience for ourselves at some point. Right. And it kind of leads into a, a new series that we're going to have after our 100 years of wonder series is done. Oh, a little tease there for yeah. Michelle to get your, uh, taste buds tempted for what's to come and yeah. with Michelle's research pieces. <laughs> in the future. By the way, I think what you should do is, um, get Charles to record that that title and then just dub his saying it into like I, as if I said it correctly. That's not a bad idea. I may have to hit him up for that. Yeah. At least every week I'll just send him French words and have him <laughs> pronounce them for us. <laughs> Moving on to more of a local destination. Well, at least within the continental United States, <laughs> uh, we now know what kinds of delicious dishes Tiana will be serving up at the happiest place on earth soon. Just yeah, a, a very soon. couple weeks away here. Uh, this from the Disney Parks blog. They said, we are almost there. I actually said it right. We are all 
most there because the grand opening of Tiana's Palace over at Disneyland Park is coming soon. On September 7th, the doors of this new establishment will be opening to feed hungry guests a little taste of New Orleans inspired by Tiana herself. And they've got the full menu for you. So let's run through it because we love talking food here. Yeah. And it's going to make us very hungry because I already went through this. And let me tell you, it looks fantastic. It like this is going to be a stop we are going to want to hit up multiple times when we're at Disneyland. So the story goes on to say, with flavors and ingredients coming right out of New Orleans, this new spot is going to be the place to be on your next visit to the Disneyland Resort. If you love gumbo, you're in for a treat because this spot will feature a couple different options for you to try. First off, I think Michelle will be hitting this one up. The Seven Greens Gumbo. I know, I saw that. I was like, yes. Yeah, it's a must-try plant-based option. It features white beans, okra, yams, sweet potatoes. I wonder if they, I'm, I hope they really separate. Uh, this is a bugaboo for me. What, yams and sweet potatoes. What most people eat, what think are sweet potatoes, are actually yams. <laughs> and sweet potatoes are something a little different. So I'm wondering if they're going to actually differentiate here since they actually put yams and sweet potatoes in this dish. Well, they we'll probably see. are. If they're putting that, they probably have to have the two yes. different kinds. Very interesting. Um, sorry, I went off topic there, but yes. I, just, I, I have this, I have this bugaboo <laughs> about the difference of what people think are it sweet always potatoes, what things are yams. Big time at Thanksgiving. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I love both, but they're different. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, like I said, white beans, okra, yams, sweet potatoes, and heirloom rice. And you can also feast upon the seven greens gumbo with chicken and andouille sausage, if that's more your kind uh, thing. Uh, so you can get the actual gumbo and get the gumbo meat version as well. Right, but they right. both sound fantastic. Yeah, they do. They really do. I know that they used to have a really good plant-based gumbo so um this does sound a little different it's a little upgrade and i'm sure it's going to be wonderful yep looking forward to checking it out for mm -hmm. sure and of course they also have their house gumbo this dish is a new orleans staple combined braised chicken and dewy sausage and heirloom rice into a mouth-watering delight that'll leave you coming back for more mm -hmm. yeah i love yeah, gumbo so, mm -hmm. for those wanting a little extra spice from down in new orleans the cajun spice half chicken is the dish for you the chicken is brushed with a house-made chicory barbecue sauce and served with baked macaroni and cheese and coleslaw mm -hmm. that sounds good mm -hmm. Our handhelds, your meal of choice. Well, Tiana's got you covered with the, and these sound really good too. The Mufalada sandwich stacks mortadella, salami, rosemary ham, cheddar, provolone, and house-made olive relish on toasted New Orleans sesame seed bread. That sounds really yes. good. Another staple is the beef po'boy sandwich, which features slow-cooked beef perfectly coated with gravy and fully dressed with shredded lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise atop toasted New Orleans French bread. And both Tasty Bites are served alongside, again, more things that have me sold, served alongside red beans and rice, which mm -hmm. I love, Yep. and house-made pickles. I know. Which right? sounds really, really yeah. wonderful as well. Right. Yeah. It sounds like a great flavor profile mm -hmm. to have together. And the pictures make it really mm -hmm. look mouthwatering. For sure. Tiana is also serving up gulf shrimp and grits for you, grilled to perfection and tossed in a Creole sauce. The shrimp are then paired with cheesy grits to form a classic dish that will dish that will transport you down the bayou with each bite. Love good shrimp and grits. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. 
And if you want something a little extra to add to your meal, the chefs have put together a lovely array of classic sides like the buttermilk cornbread, baked macaroni and cheese, which is the best way to have macaroni and cheese, in my opinion, <laughs> red beans and heirloom rice, coleslaw, cheesy grits, and plant-based heirloom rice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, on to the star of the show. No restaurant inspired by the Walt Disney Animation Studios, The Princess and the Frog, will be complete without beignets. Mm -hmm. And at Tiana's Palace, dessert is always first. But these delights aren't your average beignets, they say. Interesting. The house-filled beignet features a delicious lemon icebox pie filling topped with lemon glaze for the perfect bite. So I imagine they have regular beignets, but also these specialty yeah, think so. yeah. beignets that are you know filled with this lovely lemon filling. Right. It sounds really, really lovely, actually. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to try those because yeah. it just elevates a beignet. Like I said, I love it. I love how they've changed this place. I, we, we loved what this restaurant this was right. before. But uh, very excited for Tiana's Palace, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that they they're going to want to live up to Tiana's reputation as a great chef. Right. So they're going to have this food be top notch. Right. Very very excited for when we get out to Disneyland this January to sample yeah. all this great stuff for sure. Exactly. So that's it for the Disney stories oh, of the wait, week. Oh, couple. of course, we got a great story from Michelle. <laughs> no, I just have two. Michelle always has the best <laughs> no. stories. Let's get to it, Michelle. What do you have for I just our have listeners? two little announcements. Um, and some people may find one of these really good news. And that is that the trams are returning next month. Um, which would be September. The parking trams. Parking trams uh, for Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So that means all four parks will have their trams running again. And I know for some people that that was something sorely missed uh, for the longest time. So thought that was Yeah, exciting. if you get there at the wrong time of day, it can be a bit of a trek yes. um, from both the studios, but definitely Epcot to get right. to, uh, up there to the entrance. So, exactly. Especially on a hot day yeah. or after you've already hoofed it through the park right, you know, for several back. miles doing 20 plus thousand steps. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe a tramp sounds pretty good. Exactly. Point, you know? Exactly. And another just little announcement is that the uh, I Am Groot season two is going to start streaming next week. Uh, actually, September 8th. So nice. A little bit more than a week. But. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Michelle always has the best stories. <laughs> no, just a little announcement. Speaking of the best for Michelle, well, it's that time. Oh, man. We never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we do this. We always start with Michelle because you heard it earlier. She has the best research. You know she has the best list. She just heard the best Disney (laughs) stories. She also definitely every week has the best tip of the week. So, Michelle, what is your tip of the week? So my tip of the week, it's really for adults who want to have maybe that little something special after dinner. And this is at the Disney Hollywood Studios, Brown Derby, either the lounge or the restaurant. But you might not be aware that they have a few flights, cocktail flights or alcohol flights. They One of them that they have is a dessert wine flight, which sounds really great great because it has ice vine, which I love, and some other things as well. It's something you don't get to find a lot of places. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, They have a Grand Manier flight, and that has actually three different types of Grand Manier. I didn't even know there were three types of Grand Manier. Yeah, it's, I don't know the details of what makes them different. Mm. I think at one time I did know because I was shopping for Grand Manier, and I was like, why is this one 
so much more expensive than another one or whatever, but it, I don't remember what that was. Um, and then they also have a, a Tawny Port flight. Mm, so I love a good Tawny Port. Yeah. And th- that they have 10, 20, and 30-year ports Ooh. that they're serving up there. So they're, they're not... Where's this at again? At the Hollywood Brown Derby. Oh. You could do it either at the lounge or in the restaurant. Next time we're in the studios, I might have to do that port. Uh, sampling because I, know, I love I, a good tawny port. Yeah. And to me, I liked, well, I liked all of them, but the the dessert wine flight sounded really right. cool. Maybe you did the dessert wine or and I did the tawny port? Yeah. And then we shared the Grammarnier. <laughs> <laughs> and then we stumbled out of the Hollywood <laughs> Studios. A, a flight of flights. <laughs> but anyways, um, just like you want to add a little something to your evening if that, that you could do that. You, you don't have to do it in the evening. You could do it at lunchtime if you wanted to, whatever, afternoon. But just something I, that I thought people might enjoy. I like it. That's good to know. I didn't know that. Again, I, I'm not, I'm, I learned off of the research today. Now I'm learning off of her tip. Of things that we're going to have to do when we go to the studios. We may be there in a couple of weeks. We may have to know, stop by there and pick right? up some of this. Hey, Dillo's Diz, we're looking for a place to meet up in the studios. <laughs> Brown Derby for yeah. a Grand Marnier flight sounds pretty good, or a Tawny Port. I'm telling you, just just putting that out there, guys. Just putting that out there. That's right. So anyway, so that's my my tip. What about yours, Speedy? Uh, my tip this week, and I've already referenced it, you know, touched on it several times through our main topic of the week. And, and what I'm going to tell you is, and we've touched on this in other episodes as well. Um, when you're plotting out a Disney vacation, especially to the Walt Disney World Resort. Before you even begin pricing things out, I think it's really important, and this is a really good thing you could do, just sit down with your family and maybe just kind of go through and you know, put up a whiteboard or a chalkboard right. or just paper, whatever, and kind of go Post through <laughs> what is important on this vacation for everybody there. Right. And maybe rank them. You know, what do we want to get out of this vacation? You know, what are we looking for? Are we going park heavy and we're just, our hotel is just a place to stay. We're driving in, so we don't need a rental car, this and that. Are we looking to go full-fledged Disney magic? What do you want? Figure that out and figure out what's most important from you. Then start going into looking at these resorts, ticket options, everything else. What's going on as far as there's Disney parties or whatever, extended mm-hmm. hours, anything like that. And then go through that and look at what the difference is monetarily staying on property and what benefits there are, like we mentioned earlier, and staying off property. It may benefit you if right. for what you're looking for to save a few dollars, stay off property. But you may say, look, we are going hardcore magic. Time is very valuable to us. We want to stay. We'll spend a bit extra money mm-hmm. to stay on a Disney resort. Right. I, I really feel it's really important when you're going to be spending the bulk of money that you're going, even if you're staying off property, it's going to be an expensive trip Big to portion. come to Walt Disney mm-hmm. World to weigh all your options and make the right decision before you go in. And again, there are many, many certified Disney vacation planners. We'll talk, we talk about Nate, he's our mm-hmm. favorite, but there are many right. that can help you go through this as well with you. And they are experts right. at this and they don't charge you a cent. Right. They can help you out, especially if you're not a Walt Disney World veteran like we are out there because um, you want to get as much as you can out of those vacations. But you don't need, I'm not saying you need them, but they are a good 
wonderful tool for to help you out. Right. And obviously, we talked mainly about Walt Disney World. Disneyland has some other elements mm -hmm. of staying on property that are convenient, especially in terms of location to actually walk into the park from your resort. Uh, so those are some things to take into consideration. And, the, and, and maybe some of their things are a little different, uh, didn't go into a lot of details in terms of the issue because because transportation yeah. is very different. It's a completely there. different animal staying right. at a Disney resort at Disneyland. Right. You're much more limited on your choices there right. um, versus staying off property technically, which right. I mean, you're still a lot of those places are within walking right. distance right. of Disney yeah. and someplace sometimes a lot closer than some of the Disney resort right. locations. Right. So it's a different animal. We didn't really discuss that. We may do that at a different point to kind of right. wear the weigh the pros and cons of that. We're mostly talking about Walt Disney World right. here. Um, but, but, you but know, you can the, take the, into consideration some yes, things. You still want to take a look at that and decide what's right for right. you as right. well. So, so very good. Anyway, my, my, like I said, my main thing, do your homework, do your research. Don't go and fly into these things blind, whether right. you do the research yourself or whether you have somebody else help you out with it. And again, we are also happy to answer questions um, that yeah. if we can right. to help you out. If you have anything that you need, we've answered uh, some of our great Hyperion adventurers questions in the past um, about some things that go on at the park. Right. We're happy to do that for you as well. Right. Right. And you know, obviously th things change, you know, for example, with the transportation, things may change in terms of Disney providing more opportunities before park hopper times or whatever. But again, as Tom's saying, doing your research. So you don't have that day of experience where, Oh, I'm trying to get transportation and I, didn't realize I needed a reservation mm -hmm. or gee, I didn't realize that because I'm in a wheelchair, I might not be able to get on the time frame that I wanted, or I might have to pay or, you know, whatever. We just don't want you to have that disappointment factor. Our whole issue, especially when we're talking about tips is how to make your experience more joyful. Right. Again, that's why I mentioned it. Figure out what's important right. to you where you want to spend your money, where you don't want to spend your money, and then go from there. Right. And that's exactly. that's just a good starting point for you. So that's it for this week's show. Next week, well, we already mentioned it, we are heading on vacation. Yeah. Yes, we have a six-night cruise ahead of us. Western Caribbean cruise, I Supposedly. think. <laughs> I think there's a lot of action going on in the Caribbean weather-wise right now. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see where we end up. <laughs> but either way, we're going on a cruise. Not Disney this time, but I think we're going to have a great trip anyways. We'll share the details of that trip with you next week and maybe do a little compare Paris. and contrast of what it's like being on one of these other cruise lines mm -hmm. versus what it's like being on a Disney cruise. And that might help you decide if you're plan thinking about doing a right. cruise experience in the near future what might be the best for you. Again, it's it's always doing your homework right. and we try and provide, provide the best information we can for you so yeah. you can make a good decision. Exactly. For sure. And I think uh, we might talk a little bit of something else briefly mm. if if I get time to do the full research. Wow, well, we'll see about that. I didn't know about that. Well, um, September 5th, 9-5, is Lightning McQueen Day. Oh, yeah. So I might do a little little blurb about Lightning McQueen. Okay. No promises. Ka-chow. <laughs> exactly. But since that that is is National Lightning McQueen Day coming up in that following week, that might do a little little nod to Lightning. Nice. We'll see. Very good.
Very good. I look forward to that. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. As for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter. <laughs> Don't care what you say. I'm still calling it that. At Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, including asking us questions to help you get prepared for your Walt Disney World or Disneyland vacation, you can find us on our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like this uh, podcast and you want to help support it, a five-star review would be so appreciated. Yes, and if you share a five-star review, we will share it on this show. Exactly. And give you, of course, big time credit for it and big time thanks yes. for it as well. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. <laughs>